Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and I am here today to talk to you about the secret ingredient when it comes to converting sales. Before I get onto that, as always, I want to talk to you about what's been going on in my world. You may be able to hear in the background a little person and Peppa Pig. Um, that's because, um, as ever, you never know what's going to happen in your life, particularly when you have children. Um, I have left the podcast recording um, until the very 11th hour. Um, putting this into context, it's Thursday morning. Um, I was uh, planning to get up at six o'clock to record my podcast, having had a very mixed week um, of some very highs and some very lows. And so hadn't had time, hadn't had a room <laughs> which was quiet to record the podcast in. So I thought, you know what, uh, me and Jacob had a little chat. I feel like I'm always confessing to Jacob that I haven't done something. And we agreed that he could um, do the editing on Thursday morning ahead of um, it coming out Thursday lunchtime. And so I was like, brilliant, okay, I'll get up tomorrow morning super early. And um, I did get up this morning early, um, but that was because um, a little person was having nightmares at, uh, well, five o'clock in the morning. So um, I was... <laughs> Martin and Martin took the uh, first couple of uh, wake-ups and then um, passed him to me as he needed to get to work. So, um, so yes, so there is currently a little man in the next room listening to Peppa Pig at such a low level that I feel like I'm giving him a hearing test. But um, hopefully <laughs> the software won't pick that up or his random little uh, shoutings out of Peppa Pig as he likes to quote it. Anyway, moving on, the realities of balancing a family and a business. So update for you, um, the book has had its launch. Uh, that was last week, which went really, really well. Um, the, the biggest sales were on the Monday, uh, where we got uh, just over 1,200 sales. I think it was 1,211. And they're going, I think, clearly I know, because yes, I was watching the figures all day. Uh, but um, yes, so we got 1,211 downloads. The strategy that was used was um, to take advantage of the fact that every six months you can do a promotion with your book on Amazon. Uh, that's what Amazon permits. And so, um, yes, we did that promotion and, and we pushed the, um, the book. The results are in. They actually got sent to me uh, late yesterday because the guys are working in the States. And so I, big drum roll here. I'm sure Jacob will actually insert it. The book, it achieved bestseller in 11 categories across four different countries. So that's different categories for books. It's a whole new world for me. And um, obviously all business related. And um, yes, I achieved bestseller status, which means I was number one in that category for, for, yeah, for that category for a period of time. Some of them actually lasted a decent number of days, which was really quite exciting. Um, the four countries that I managed to get bestseller status in were the UK, the US, Canada and Mexico. So again, I, I, yeah, it's just really exciting. I'm really, I'm, I'm really chuffed. I'm really, really pleased um, with the outcome. Um, on top of that, I also got in the top technically eight, but, you know, to be fair, top 10 sounds better, doesn't it? In nine other categories. So, yeah, that was 
really exciting so basically in total 20 20 categories i achieved top 10 status i was a bit like hmm, this is random you know the, the sort of technique they did in the offer that they did and everything else and then they were like yeah there's two thousand books a day launched on amazon and i was like oh okay i mean obviously not all business books um but it's a very very competitive area um the aim of the book is not to make profit up front I'm, I'm sure for those of you which have listened to previous podcasts, you know, you'll have heard me talk around the aim, which is to to get it doing as well as possible. I am really, really chuffed with that result. It, I was very excited, slightly overwhelmed, actually, to, to get that result yesterday. But yes, I, I knew that I got a confirmation on Monday that it was an international bestseller and, and not just a bestseller. But yeah, I, I received the whole breakdown yesterday. It didn't come as a, a total shock, but I was surprised over how many areas of different categories that I managed to gain. So, um, so there you go. Um, this is probably as close as you're going to get to me being emotional um, on a podcast. Not the most emotional of people, but yeah, really, really happy. Uh, it has been a, a yeah. Yesterday was a day of of two halves. Um, <laughs> there's always so many highs and so many lows in business. And, and this week has been a week of, of difficult decisions and just tricky circumstances. And yeah, it, it was really nice to receive that information and um, and, and sort of sort of upward curve back on the on the day. But I think these things happen. It was interesting talking to clients yesterday and then overhearing Martin on client calls and the amount of people who, you know, these days seem to happen altogether. I'm not very earthy as far as, you know, positionings of the moon and stuff like that concern, but these things seem to happen where people go through you know, a trickier time and then and then there's a there's an uplift yeah i mean gosh it's business isn't it it's the roller coaster of business so today as i said i'm going to be talking around that secret ingredient when it comes to being successful with your sales and being successful in sales comes down to preparation okay um there's unfortunately no quick you know dose of tablet here um, however it's very easy to make some big changes with with some actually small adjustments so this is you know actually how what i structured my book around and i've called this the tac method okay so that stands for it's an acronym target approach communicate and close so that's your four areas of your your sort of sales cycle as it were and you know people can be in different places on this cycle um and i've got a little like little graphic going on in the book for it but basically you know you're looking at who you're targeting you're figuring out who you're targeting you're figuring out your target you're then looking at how you're approaching them you need to be systematic in your approach you're then looking at how you communicate with them and then how you go on and and close those ideal clients and that is the process that you follow and you continue to follow. And that's how you bring people from, you know, initial cold into your sales funnel and through your, your sales funnel, you know, through that sales journey with you. People use all sorts of weird and wonderful. And when people think of sales funnels, you're thinking of something automated. I know you are because that's what I used to think around when people were talking around sales funnels. Back in the, my pharmaceutical days, we talked about the customer journey. We talked about where that customer was on that customer journey, on the adoption ladder. There's all different ways of describing it. But basically, where is your ideal customer at? Are they getting to know you? Are they that bit further on and you've had discussions? Where are they in that process? Where are you as far as getting them into your world is concerned? I always liken sales conversations, sales interactions as an example. 
And what I mean by that is that once you've got to an exam, you could have the best exam technique in the world. But if you haven't done the background work, if you haven't obtained that information to impart in that exam, to put down in the exam paper, or, you know, when the, I remember French oral tests, gosh. And, you know, again, with those, it was, you had to do your work beforehand with me. I had to do a lot of work beforehand. Language, French was not my um, my forte. That was very, was very clear very early on. But yes, um, we'll come on to that another day. But that um, definitely, mindset had an impact on that. And I'm sure my French teacher really struggled to like me. And so sales is like an exam. It is all in that preparation, all in that pre-selling of that person. I'm currently doing um, some training with uh, Travis Sago. And um, he likens it to golf and being there and hitting it off the tee and then with an offer and the communication side and then trying to get it onto the green. And and it's the same thing, all that preparation, all that work on the green. Yes, you can get a hole in one is how he describes it. But in the vast majority of cases, you have to do multiple hits at that ball, depending on how, you know, how good you are. And, and for, you know, talking around sales, you're looking at doing multiple touch points those multiple taps on that golf ball are multiple touch points and, and that's how he relates it I'm less of a golfing person and um, when I say less I mean absolutely not at all and um, apart from some min- crazy golf I do love a bit of mini golf stroke crazy golf you know that wouldn't be the metaphor I'd go to because it doesn't relate to me and to be fair it doesn't relate to my ideal audience my ideal customer as well as as, as as other metaphors like an exam. We've all been through exams. We've all had to do that preparation. But the, the, the sentiment is the same, okay? Me and Travis, um, you know, we're, we're saying the same thing. It's all in the pre-sale. I'm talking to my mentor last night, Mike um, Bontempo over in the States, and he was saying around, you know, the impact having on clients and the impact it has on his clients of understanding and really focusing down on their niche, as they call it over there, Um, but their niche, their target customer. That real targeted approach is what can get you really amazing results. When you try and be, you know, something to everybody, you don't have that same impact. And so, you know, again, it's talking to the right person. It's targeting the right person. You you want to make your life as easy as possible. I am a big fan of making your life as easy as possible. Although sometimes, you know, if you were to observe me, you'd think, gosh, is this your version as easy as possible? If you're not great, at the sales conversation if you struggle if you feel that you know you you lack the confidence then bring people into that conversation so convinced you are the right person already that you kind of any anybody could could close them that's what you're after that would be what I would look at doing if you want to save time if you're more confident in a sale then you know you can put less effort into that pre-sale you can you you know that pre-sale can take less time you can bring them in a little less convinced because you're really good at converting I've got clients who when they get somebody on a call they're really good at converting but it's getting that person on that call in the beginning and getting that right person on that call. So it's working on the different areas. Sales isn't just about that conversation. It's about the pre-selling. It's about the preparation. It's about convincing somebody that you are the right person for them before you even open your mouth and have that interaction with them. And the work that I'm doing with Travis, I'm going to touch on next week when I talk around continuous development of yourselves and myself is, is talking around closing people over a messenger you're talking around you know that the whole conversation happens over messenger 
if you think about it, how often do you use your phone to actually speak to someone nowadays? And this is the thing is, is, and this is why it's really important to keep developing yourself is because these interactions can take different forms. And as your customer evolves, um, as communication evolves, that is going to change. You know, five, ten years ago, if I was to say to people, yeah, you can jump on a video call and you can close these people, they'd be like, what on earth? You know, I was listening to Travis's training yesterday and he talks around when people would send facts, you know, memos, facts. Can you imagine now? I mean, gosh, I remember the day when there was a fax being sent through and you'd pick up the phone and you'd hear this ridiculous noise and you'd have to run to the fax machine and press a button to actually get it to to basically translate whatever that noise was into actual words for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's back It's back when you had to, to do dial-up for your internet and, you know, if you were on the phone, uh, this was this was back when I was, was younger, when I was a teenager, my parents would always be, Sarah, get off the phone. I've got an important call coming. I'm expecting a call. Get off the phone. You know, now you don't have to worry about that. It's moved on. If you were to, to you know, to, to speak to people now and say, hey, uh, do you want me to send your uh, potential customers a fax? They'd be like, what on earth? Where has this person come from? So you need to keep up to date. You need to keep up to date with communication. And that's what I'm doing currently. And that's what, you know, I'm going to share with you um, my pearls of wisdom on my my thoughts my insights whatever you want to call it uh, next week you know in essence the reason why tack works is because you know if you're not approaching the right person if you're not targeting the right person if your targeting is off then that doesn't result in a sale you know you're not going to get a sale if you're targeting the wrong person if you're not approaching the person in the right way you're not going to get a sale if you're not communicating correctly with them, if you're putting in swear words where the person is very, you know, communicationally wise PC, then you're not going to get a sale. If you're, you know, if you're alienating them with the opinions that you have, you're not going to get a sale. Incidentally, I was talking to a client the other day and um, we purposely put out some polarizing emails to um, clean up their emailing list because we're going to be running an offer. Um, and so we wanted that ideal customer on there. We didn't just want any any random. They have to pay for their list. You have certain boundaries at which you need to pay more. They're like 150 people off that. They start promoting, they get people, they get pushed over that mark. They're paying more for people who aren't engaged. That doesn't make any sense. So we put some polarizing um, emails out. Um, as it happened, they put out one they felt was polarizing. They put out one which they felt was informative. The informative one, um, was on a controversial subject and actually got way more unsubscribes than than the controversial one. Strange as it is. The thing is, though, that they are tailoring their content for that ideal person in preparation for that offer, in preparation for future offers. And so uh, it makes sense to, to have those people that can relate to you. And as I've said before, allow the people who they don't relate to you, who it's not a good fit for, to go to go and find what is a good fit for them. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes that's the right thing to do. And then you're moving on to, you know, the the communicating that from, the, from the communicating to the closing. You know, if you're not closing and making it as easy as possible, guiding that person through the sales process, you know, at the end of the day, you are the expert on guiding that person through the sales process. You do this day in, day out, okay? It might be that you don't do it day in, day out because you're high ticket or because you don't have the bandwidth or because you're not getting the people in. But from their point of view, you know, letting someone know, actually, you yeah, know, I don't actually do this very often. People don't normally contact me. I don't do many sales. It isn't going to be overly helpful. 
And so, you know, you need to guide them through. If you're not guiding them through, if you're not, if you haven't taken from convincing them that you are the best option to actually enabling them to buy from you as the best option, then they're going to decide that actually, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and, and use somebody else. How many times have you convinced somebody, have you done that hard work of saying, this is what you need? for them only to go off and buy from a competitor that is because that competitor gave them a more compelling reason to buy from them they either made them feel like they were the better option or they made it easier to buy from them um, i have a client a very lovely lady who's very talented who regularly gets inquiries from her from her audience from from her world over who they should use to do what she does um, they really trust and they really value her but they don't quite sure what she actually what she does and what she can offer them so you know that's an, another thing that it's really important uh, to, to be aware of is to let people know and make it as easy as possible to buy from you um, and that's where you know when you're when you're looking at um, development and looking at, at what's out there is you can always tailor it you can tailor it to your belief system you can tailor it to your approach it's about taking on information and, and keeping yourself you know really aware I was talking to one of my clients this week and they were saying about how actually I've been really blinkered I've been in my own little world doing my own thing and my own thing has, has been very effective for both me and my customers however I haven't been aware of what's been going on in the real world and so I feel like I'm, I'm out of touch and I'm a bit out of date now and, and you don't want to get that anyway that's about next week for this week let's let's focus on tack so the structure of tack enables you to to be aware of where you are at where that person's at on their journey am i you know am i going after new people am i going for cold who am i targeting let's start targeting again let's target this set of people with this set of information um with you know these these different um characteristics you're approaching you're looking at the way in which you approach um, how you approach them where do these people hang out i've said it before i'll say it again you can make the best marketing um, posts you can communicate with them in the best way however if you're in the wrong place um, it would be like you know announcing an offer um, on the top of a mountain um, on your own it can be amazing but if nobody hears it if your ideal customer doesn't hear it then you know then it's lost for some reason that took me straight to the idea of you know if you were stood in a field of sheep and sheep were not your ideal customer announcing it to them isn't going to have any impact whatsoever i do not know where mountains and sheep came from um anyway moving on communicating communicating in the right place at the right time offering you know your offering to your potential customers when they're super busy when they're distracted when they've got stuff going on i've got a client at the moment who's got customers who are super super busy lockdown has just lifted and so they've got that opportunity to um to, to make hay <laughs> to actually sell to actually generate an income for the first time um in a long time um for them for some of them over a year um are they going to want to do a course right now are they you know no they're not i was going to say a naughty word then and then i realized that i would then require a bleep so i saved jacob a bleep so that it makes him easier to edit this episode because bless his little cotton socks he has a very short period of time to do it in so 
you know they they're not going to buy it if it's not at the right time for them so understand what's going on in your ideal customer's world looking at the targeting side of things what is going on for them can enable you to communicate at the best optimal time so then you're communicating you're talking them through you're actually getting them onto a conversation and then you are working through and you're using that opportunity you know as i've said before as i will say again it's, an, it's a marketing opportunity. Every time you have dialogue with your ideal customer, they're feeding back to you. It is feedback, okay? One of the things with my book, actually, I, I got a I got a not-so-great star review. Um, I got less than a five-star um, review uh, this weekend. And I took it better, actually, than I thought I would because I do, can take these things to heart. My most frustrating thing was it was that person didn't leave an actual review. They just did a star rating. So I have no way of of finding out more information from that person on why it didn't um, tick the box for them. And so for me, that's really frustrating. Any feedback from your customer, however painful, is feedback that you can work on. You know, if it's I don't like you, that's not overly helpful. It needs to be, I don't like you because, and you know, bearing in mind, guys, I would always suggest that if you're going to give negative feedback, that you are clear on why, um, so that person can learn from it um, and understand, it, and others can learn from it in in the, in the event of reviews. Um, you know, if that person's saying, actually, you know, I've got a seven-figure business and um, I already know all this stuff and my sales are already amazing, then they didn't need to read the book because they have got their their sales process sorted out they're confident in their sales um they're they're being very effective in their sales um you know if they love sales then they don't need a book which helps them to 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 feel more confident about selling and selling in their own style because if they love it they're either selling in their own style or they're comfortable not selling in their own style it's very helpful when you are with a customer when you're having that interaction to understand where that customer is coming from and what they're saying and why they're saying it what's their motivation what's behind what they're saying you know i don't need what you're selling right now okay you've said right now you know when when do you think is a good time understanding drilling down on the information they give you so you fully understand is the right now right now as in you know in this 5 minutes is it come back in a week? Is it come back in a month? Is it come back in a year? What are the timescales here? What needs to change for that person in order to enable them to be in a position to buy from you? In some cases, I have found that actually I've been able to help that person get in a position. And so I've actually worked with them sooner because when they've explained to me what's going on, I've been able to say, you know what, I can actually help you with that. Then, you know, the closing side of things, as I've said, make it as easy as possible for this person to buy from you. If you don't make it easy, then they will go off and they will look to, if they've been convinced that what you do is answer for their problems, they will go off and they'll find somebody who does make it easy for them to buy from you, from, from easy to buy from, easy to purchase, easy to find that, um, fulfill that need find that solution so make sure that it is as easy as possible calls to action people think it is as is it being tacky but if that person has you know read that post and then been convinced but then you haven't given them or you've made it like a little treasure hunt trying to find a link which gets them in front of you um, or gets them to find out more information then you know not surprisingly they might they might get a little bit distracted and gone to something else and then end up finding a solution elsewhere 
So guys, I hope that's helped. That is a, a very quick overview on the structure of TAC, um, which is outlined in the book. Um, the book will be on a low price offer for probably until the end of the week. And then um, that will then change to um, to reflect what it will be going forwards. Hand on heart, I'm not sure if I will run another offer, and particularly on Amazon, as the book is designed to be going into my funnel. It will remain present on Amazon. However, the, the key thing is, is, is the book funnel itself. And so uh, the, the most cost effective way will then be to purchase it as a paper copy from my funnel so without further ado guys uh thank you very much for listening to this episode of the selling without steve's podcast i have enjoyed and i'm i'm absolutely totally relieved that i've only had a one minor interruption from the little guy um clearly peppa pig has worked its magic this morning i know textbook parenting so next week we're going to be talking around um continuous development keeping yourself moving forwards keeping yourself up to date and some of the changes that are going on in the sales world For now, guys, I'm going to say bye for now and very happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.